0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's the Dork Podcast. It's the Dork Podcast. Rich It's the Dork Podcast. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you for asking, Richard.
0: I thought we had a nice little episode last week, and I wanted to give the proper shout-out to Tim, who emailed us, dorkpodcast at dorkpodcast.gmail.com. He was the one who recommended the Samuel L. Jackson episode a couple of weeks ago, and we said, you well, know what, that's a great idea, and we did it, so thank you, Tim.
1: And thank you, Tim, and it was actually really a lot of fun to do, so thanks to him for that, and uh, keep him coming, because this is fun.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. If you guys ever have any ideas, uh, we're not going to do them all. Let's just be honest. They're not all great ideas. They're not all Tim ideas, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. But you can uh, email us. You can also tweet us at Dork Podcast, and we'll see what we come up with. I don't think we have a lot of time for chit-chat today. We have a very full episode oh, oh, here boy. scheduled. So are you ready to, to move on?
1: We got a lot of stuff to unpack today, Richard. Let's get to it.
0: A lot has happened in a week, including news that we might be getting ourselves a Watchmen series on HBO. Yep,
1: and headed by uh, Damon Lindelof, which is uh, one of the leftovers and one of the writers of Lost. Correct. So this guy's no joke. This is a heavy hitter and you know that's that's kind of good news for us Watchmen fans.
0: And we've mentioned it before that the movie, at least in my mind was 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 good. It it wasn't great and it's maybe the, one of the greatest graphic novels ever written and it kind of maybe deserved better. Again, the movie was was good, but it wasn't yep. it wasn't amazing and it was almost because you couldn't have you couldn't have done that in a movie. Like it, it deserved more and if you're doing it in a series the first thing I thought of was Netflix, but HBO makes a lot of sense, too, where this could be the, the proper sort of uh, vehicle for it.
1: And I wonder if it's going to be a reboot or they're going to continue or do, like, prequel stuff. Like that's, I mean, that's always the question, right, is yes. where is the story going to go? Yes. Uh, and I think you and uh, Uncle Buck talked about it uh, when you did your Alan Moore episode. Yeah, we did. Where, where it was just, you didn't have, like, poor Zack Snyder, you know, just didn't have enough time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if for those of you who have read the novel, obviously that there's a lot. They, that's that's dense. It's, dense. it's Not a wasted word. Thick. It's not a wasted panel. No. And he just didn't have enough time to get all of that done.
0: Yeah, because I thought the performances were good for the most part. Like there were some really good characters in there and some good yeah. actors and everything else. But it was just there's a lot there to throw to throw at you. Uh, last week we talked about Spider-Man. Or actually, I'm sorry, the movie Venom and sort of where it takes place. Is it in the MCU? Is it not? Apparently, it's adjunct to it. And we we wondered who the villain would be, and we did get it confirmed that Carnage will be the villain. And we which had, Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I was gonna say is is phenomenal news for this yes. movie. Yes. Um in that, you know, that's probably the only person if Venom's gonna have a standalone movie, I mean, that's the only person that I could see him, you know, fighting against.
0: Well, and you remember the dude that we talked to last week, I think it was the Power Rangers guy when I asked him who his favorite uh, villain was, and he said Carnage. Yeah, wasn't it him that said Carnage? I think it was. I think it was in the yeah. Comic Con edition, and so maybe he was all over. We had somebody tweet us being like, "Did this guy know? Was he was he on the inside?" Yeah, I would say yes, probably, maybe. Also, in Marvel news, the new Defenders poster. You you psyched for that? There's like a little uh, bit of a I, teaser thing.
1: I, I am. I'm excited, and um, it's going to be action packed. Uh, I think three of the four characters will carry of uh, uh, the fourth. You know, I don't want I yeah. don't want to um take a dump on Danny Rand any more than I already have, but
0: Yeah. You know, Fist, I think
1: thanks. the other 3 shows are so good. Yeah, that you got to think that like even if there's a weak link, like you're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, he should be he should be fine. Even if he gets yeah. even if he gets a, a quarter of the dialogue, which something tells me he'll get less, but even if he did, you'd be fine cuz the rest of it would be so good. So and I in my I,
1: mind, would would it make sense for you to all four of them are working together, but if they say, "Hey, let's split up on this one," and then you have Luke Cage and Iron Fist go off,
0: I like that. Yeah, do that and do
1: a little Heroes for Hire action. Meanwhile, yes. the two—would you say the two more? Uh, well, so you get the comic book people there, where Heroes for Hire gets kicked off, right? Like, and that. then you have like your your two strongest characters being Daredevil and Jessica Jones together. I like it. And then you have you know Jessica Jones and Luke Cage together for a little while.
0: Where's the Punisher? I need the Punisher.
1: Oh, you know he's you know he's showing up. You He'll know like there. there's going to be like they're going to be you know be down on like the last legs and all of a sudden, you know, yes. he's going to pop up and then give him like the two-finger salute like.
0: Oh, that'd I be good. That'd be you good know? stuff. I'd like to see Jessica Jones and the Punisher have a conversation. I think that'd be good. <laughs> that would be very tense. <laughs> that would be very very tense. Someone's yeah. going to snap. Uh, more Marvel news. How about in September uh 29th on ABC Inhumans is going to debut.
1: I uh proceed with caution there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sold. I don't know a ton about Inhumans. You can't watch everything, you can't read everything, and I'm not all about the Inhumans. I know about Black Bolt and some of the other stuff, but yeah. This is this might be one of those where you kind of wait and see. Like let let about half the episodes go by, see what people what the scuttlebutt is. Because even for us, even, like we talked about this before, how even hosting a hashtag dork podcast, there are so many comic book movies and TV shows that you can't even address. You can't even watch them all. Like, do we, have a, we have enough It's not like we're hurting for topics. No, so, we're not. We don't need. I'm not definitely in on Inhumans. Let's say that.
1: Like if you, if you pitched to me that we did like a DC television episode, I would be completely lost.
0: Yeah, and I, I, of, have, I was thinking yeah. about doing one. I was like, what do you think about all those CW shows? And it's like, oh, my God. You're
1: get somebody else because <laughs> yeah, I can't.
0: Man. Yeah, it's a slog <laughs> for some of those. It is. Yep. Uh, speaking of TV, and this whole episode is going to be obviously TV, but Preacher is back, season two of Preacher. They had their first episode uh, this Sunday, the second episode on Monday. I believe Monday is going to be the new night here going forward. I've not watched any of it yet, but I have heard a lot of positive reviews about the early start to Preacher.
1: Yep, and we were talking about it last night, just a quick plug for Mac's Twitch stream. We were talking about this, and uh, Wesley had seen it, and he was telling me that it was phenomenal. So,
0: so I noticed my microphone sounds like shit. Does it always sound like that?
1: We've got we to upgrade your microphone. What and is that? Are, are you playing with the the one that came with the PS4?
0: I play with that sometimes. I also play with like my headphones I use at the radio station, which apparently have a microphone in it, but I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, well, there, you know, uh, and I said in our— It sounds in our, awful. Our— our group text. I, uh, I have never been a person to, to scrimp from headphones. Like, I, I have, like, this weird thing where, yeah. like, I collect headphones. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? I think I have, like, nine pair of, like, top-end headphones. I like but headphones, I just,
0: like, but mine, you have one that has, like, the mic right in, like, the face. Like you're, like you're yeah. A, like a... yeah.
1: So I have, like, the whatever they call it, like, the PlayStation's version, like, of their, like, Bluetooth wireless headset that I swear by. And I'm, I'm a jabroni, and I never charge it, so that's why, like, I can't figure it out because it's never uh. charged.
0: But it's like you're like a forget. like a tie fighter, like you're sitting in there, right? You have the, the thing right in front of your face.
1: It's a, you can't even see the microphone, like it's built in.
0: Oh, yeah. So mine's, yeah. I think, built in too. But it sounds awful. I sound like I'm just mumbling the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah. got to figure you we out. Screw that up. How about last week we talked about Daniel Day Lewis? We mentioned it in passing about how maybe yeah he's probably the greatest actor of, of this most recent generation. Next thing you know, like the son of a bitch, the next day retires. Apparently, he's he's he done, up and Retires. He's done with, he's done with acting.
1: What else can he do? You know, this guy could walk out like center stage and, like, you know, center screen, you know, completely in focus, take a dump, and they'll be like Oscar nom. Oh my god,
0: look at that! Can you believe it? How where's his inspiration? Yeah, the whole thing. Like,
1: where? What else has he left? So method. Like, what does he have left to do?
0: Nothing. There's 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 none none more none more black.
1: I would love to see him direct.
0: Ooh, wouldn't that be good? Or do you think he'd be it would be like Michael Jordan coaching. I think he'd just get too frustrated that they're not great actors like he is.
1: I think I would I would be nervous as an actor just trying to impress him, like him staring at me the whole time. I'd yes. be like, uh, you know. I'd be terrified. Yeah.
0: We have some other movie news here. How about this one, Ryan? Chris Miller and Phil Lord were supposed to direct the Solo Han Solo movie. Those guys are out and Ron Howard is in. Does this is this good, bad, indifferent?
1: Uh, I'm indifferent in that if you look at the, you know, these guys, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? Is that their name? Yeah. They're
0: funny. They they have a good community. They work with, uh, with Will Forte on Last Man on Earth and they've done a bunch of stuff.
1: And that's, and that's what I'm worried about is that, you know, Han Solo for all of his flash and stuff, there's a, there has to be, I, I didn't see that being a comedy, and everything that they've done—I they, mean, they did like twenty, twenty-one, and twenty-two Jump Street. Yeah. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, it's good. It, like, like
0: uh, these guys are good. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I kind of wanted to see their version of it. I think, I think it'll be—I uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't think it'll be as funny, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll still be good. Yeah. And Star I Wars think for they, I think
1: Day. they, you know, they tried to, and the reports I read on like Hollywood Reporter and stuff is like they tried to make it like one of their movies.
0: Yeah, I got it and they're like
1: and and they're piss like soft no, bro. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't do that. Like you can't screw and and in, if I were Disney, I would say, dude, you cannot screw around with these characters. Like you cannot take liberties with the like people are going to get pissed.
0: Yeah, that like is I true. get it. And I, I
1: respect. I respect what you're gonna do, but if yeah. I just want you to know that if you come out and it's gonna be like dick and fart jokes with Lando and Han Solo, like people are gonna be pissed.
0: Yeah, like, we already got this, man. We've built this up enough. We don't. We don't need that uh, yeah. to interrupt. All right, I got a couple of movie titles. Long-awaited movie titles came out this week. The Jurassic World sequel is gonna be titled Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. And intriguing. Ryan and. Saw 8 which uh only I am excited about. I like the Saw movies. I really do. And Saw 8 was going it was originally titled Saw Legacy. That's going to be out this October. They're changing that. They said, "You know what? We're going to we're going to flip we're going to flip it on you. We're going to call it Jigsaw." Simply yeah, oh, saw, Jigsaw. Jigsaw, oh, like Jigsaw. That's the villain, of course. Um yeah. Jigsaw. So Fallen Kingdom Jigsaw, that get get you get you up.
1: Uh Fallen Kingdom I, I I'm not stoked on that title um but i'm sure it'll make sense in the end i love me some chris pratt
0: though i know you so. do like chris pratt and so, uh, uh
1: i will see jigsaw begrudgingly yes yeah maybe um,
0: we'll do a whole saw saw episode oh i had this idea the other day so you know how you mentioned uncle buck earlier he and the guys at boston sports 101 were doing top 100 guy movies yes i was thinking we've we've tiptoed around it the last couple of years we've done a Wait, ton let me
1: be, i'll beat you to it ready yes girl movies
0: Top 100 girl movies. Yeah, We should do it. Yes,
1: That's right in our wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, we love girl movies. And we're not going to call it chick flicks because that's the meaning to the lady. We're going to call it top 100 lady movie. No, my idea was for, <laughs> we've done a lot of uh, horror movie stuff. The last two yeah. Octobers, you can check the archives or, or you, know, we, you can find it somewhere. We've done a, a lot of episodes. Top 100, I feel like is too daunting, but we could do over two episodes. We could do the top 50 horror movies according to Hashtag Dork. Okay. Does that just just blow your nips off or or what?
1: Yeah, you did because that's going to take a lot of planning.
0: Well, it's June. And it's
1: going to be like, what is a horror movie? You know?
0: (sighs) I mean, that's for us to decide, I think.
1: Like, is is Alien a horror movie?
0: Yep, probably.
1: Or is it sci-fi?
0: I would say Alien 1 is a horror movie. Alien 2, or Aliens, is probably more sci-fi action right? Yeah. Or do I have them yep. flipped? No, that's right. No, you're good. Yeah. I think it's really it's, it's our uh, choice. It's Fielder's choice. So if we want to say Jaws is or isn't, it's our determination.
1: Which might be a hot take. I might say something's a horror movie and people be like, no, it's not. No,
0: it's not. And then this is, this is, this is what's going to take the longest. It has to be compiled by us. So it's not your top 25 and my top 25. We need to mel- merge need to together. agree? Oh, God. Well, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some give and take because then I'll be like, yep. all right, let's agree on that one. All right. That one could be on the list, but it's lower, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think that's I think we I think we just sort of booked October here on the program. We just
1: booked October. I think we did. It's going to take a while.
0: Now, there was a uh, another really good uh, bit of news this week, but I think we're going to lump that into Davies video game minute.
1: Bring it. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Game even minute. if it takes more than a minute.
0: Lay it on us, Ryan. So,
1: this is as as many of you know, this is Kind of the biggest news in video game r- right now, in that the Nintendo has announced the Super Nintendo Classic, which is the upgraded version of their NES Classic. Um, and there's some give and take here, but I wanted to unpack this a little bit and let you know have have people draw their own conclusions. Okay. Now I know I am as skeptical as you are, in that like you basically screwed us. On the NES Classic.
0: Boned. Yep, we don't have one. It's like,
1: you boned everybody. And the only one you can get is, like, $200. bucks. they are supposed to be 60 bucks. People are selling them for, like, $200, 300 and people are still gobbling them up.
0: I won't do it. And that. you didn't make enough. No, you didn't.
1: And I still want one. Me too. So, if there's any sponsors out there, we're supposed to get a video game store
0: sponsor, if he's out there listening... Yeah, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please give us a call, and you can sponsor the podcast. I believe I might have to run to the so sales. I'll play Ooh, them. video games. Yeah, we'll play them. That's what we'll do. Like, we're
1: not asking. We're not asking to get. Like, make a career out of this. I just no. want free stuff.
0: Free shit would be great. Maybe yeah, like we'll uh, it, I don't know. Oh,
1: I have I have big plans. Rich, I have big plans.
0: PS4 yeah. with a microphone, so I don't sound like. Yeah, get
1: a, a new headset.
0: <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, okay, this, yeah, go so ahead. Go get back going. into will
1: yeah. get back under this. So. The, the give-and-take, the NES Classic came out had 60 games, right? And people were like, that's awesome. No, 30. And this one, oh, 30. I thought
0: it was 30 games.
1: Uh, no, the Sega has 60 games. You're right. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah,
0: Sega has 60. NES has 30.
1: It has 30. Now, the Super Nintendo has just over 20. I think it has like 21 or 22 games. Yeah,
0: 21, which is an odd number. It's, it's 21 an odd number,
1: But But here's the kicker, and I know why it's 21 and not just a flat 20. The big news out of this is they are finally releasing Star Fox 2,
0: oh, which was is. never
1: released on Super Nintendo.
0: That's what it is.
1: So that game's been actually finished, and it's going to be on the system. So people have, it's a game no one's ever played before.
0: That's pretty wild. Like, that's cool. Which is awesome. That yeah, is really good. And, and then um, the and game selection list is pretty good. I know you're going to get into it. I would say that's it's pretty fair.
1: It's, yeah, I mean, this is every single one of these games, with the exception of, like, one or two, so ninety five percent of these games are like all timers. Yes, you know what I mean. Uh, just, to, uh, yeah, just yeah. For,
0: Mario World and you know Mario Kart and uh, F Zero.
1: Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy three, Link to the Punch-Out. Mega Man X, the Castlevania... Oh, is it Castlevania? I think Z- it was Castlevania. Castlevania four, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. No it's sports games 4.
0: though is the big knock. There's no Bulls versus Blazers. There's no there Ken Griffey no, baseball. There's yep. there's no, there's no sports titles because i'm sure with copyrights that's going to be a you, real bear
1: you do have super punch out which is technically a sports game oh, yeah. which made our list of True. top sports video games so that's that's well, up no there. it didn't we, well, the the first we, one it did. was mentioned it was mentioned yeah, yeah okay um but there's games on there that you could you could play again and you would love to play again
0: you yes. know
1: super street fighter 2 turbo like who doesn't want to play that game yeah no it's Don't it's really a good list on, Super ghouls and ghosts either.
0: Now the price point's higher, correct? I believe it's. Is it six? No, the other one was sixty. I think it's um, eighty. I think it's starting 80.
1: price at eighty dollars.
0: Yeah, that's still pretty is, good. But you're not going to be able to find good. them. You're not going to be able to get one. They're gonna. It's the same shit's going to happen.
1: Uh, yeah, I think. But you, maybe they learn from it. And but maybe that it, it's a it's a marketing ploy. Like this is you know this is something that we're going to make a, def- a finite number of them, and when they're gone, they're gone. Yes. And then people can kind of have at it because Nintendo's on. This, the Switch is actually gaining some ground. I think it's actually outselling PlayStations right now. Oh, so that's
0: good news for them. Yeah. So
1: that's good news for them. Nintendo's on the up, so they, they don't need this. This is just like a, a niche thing for them to do. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. It's Which funding so their weird. bigger projects.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre, but because it's so popular.
1: But that's it. I mean, that's it for right now. And and like I said, I mean, what I'm excited about is that every game on here I want to play. And meanwhile, the the Nintendo, the NES Classic, there were like five or six games. that I'm like, I have no interest in those
0: at all. Yeah, there were a few duds on there. It was pretty good. But yeah, I I, I hear you. So are you ready now for the topic du jour? What's that, Rich? It's the topic of the day, Ryan. Let's do it. Here's the deal. I will put timestamps in. I never put timestamps in, but because this time we're going to talk about five different television shows and we're not going to mess around with spoiler-free or spoilers because we, we don't have a ton of time for each show. It's not a standalone episode for for one of them, which we could do that. So if you haven't seen it, if you haven't caught up and you want to listen, I don't want you to miss out on it and have to skip around and maybe find out a spoiler. So I'll put timestamps in. You should be able to see it in, if you've skipped over it in the description of the episode. Uh, we're gonna, we have five shows. We're going to go in this order, American Gods, Fargo, Better Call Saul, Silicon Valley and The Leftovers, which is, I know, the only show out of that group that you have not watched, Ryan, so I'll just give you my quick thoughts on it at the end. Okay. So let's begin with American Gods, and that was a show on Stars. It was season one. It was eight episodes long. This was a novel by Neil Gaiman, which Ryan has read, so he can really help us out here because I did not yep, read it, and it was chaos. This is, how I, this is what I would say what happened this season, and then please, please fill in the blanks. Uh, the character Shadow Moon was in mm-hmm. jail. His wife was cheating on him with Dane Cook. She dies, <laughs> right? <This> is, <laughs> He's this... not
1: Dane Cook in the book.
0: Sorry, th- just the actor <laughs> Dane Cook. I'm going to yeah. cross over the two. She dies. Then she comes back to life. Shadow meets a, uh, an interesting character named Mr. Wednesday, who gets him ca- uh, tangled up in essentially a war between old gods and new gods. And basically, as you're watching the show, you find out that gods exist because you believe in them. That's sort of the the premise that I got.
1: Yes. And they. So if you look at this show, and the the, the basic premise is even with old gods, you know, the people who believe in them or make sacrifices to them, they become more powerful. Right? So that's why you have, like, you have uh, Chernabog and the sisters, like, living in squalor in Chicago because, like, no one really knows who they are.
0: Yeah, because it's Um, confused. Like, if you don't really know that going in, it's kind of confused. Like, you can see some sort of sort of supernatural stuff here and there. One of the great characters we'll get to is a leprechaun. Like there's different things and you're getting the sense that basically gods that you have heard of, not just, you know, from the Bible or Greek mythology or whatever, like they, they exist somewhere. And as Ryan says, depending on how much you believe in them is where kind of what the level they're at right now.
1: And which is so that, that brings us to the title of the show, which is American gods. There are these new American gods that, are becoming more and more powerful and they are things like media. Yeah, that's the uh, kid with like the grill. Yeah. Um oh, no, media media is uh, uh X-Files there. Jillian Anderson.
0: Oh, oh, she's media. He the other she's kid the media, kid's technology. technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Te- technical boy is yes. his name, yes, by yes. the way. Okay. And a strange character uh, called Mr. World who uh, that's a that's an interesting twist that I won't talk about right now. That's Crispin
0: um, Crispin Glover, right?
1: Crispin Glover, yeah. who is just the creepiest person. If you needed someone to play Carnage, like You know, knock on Crispin Glover's door. Well, he was
0: one that – his name gets brought up every time they talk about casting the Joker.
1: And, yeah, it was between him and Heath Ledger, and he decided to do Beowulf instead. Yeah, it seems like a miss.
0: seems like a a, a poor choice. He would have been nuts. Oh, yeah, he's nuts. Anyway.
1: Uh, So, anyway, so um, just to – I can speak to this as, you know, uh, just to going through what happened. um, As you said, Mr. Wednesday, you know, takes on this kid named Shadow Moon. Um, and they are going on this cross-country trip uh, to basically assemble the old gods in order to fight the new gods. Yes. Um, and you meet some interesting characters along the way. Um, and then you have this backstory with Shadow and Laura Moon, who she is dead, but she's now... They kiss when she's dead, which is really gross. Yes. Um, and she's all cold. She's heart, had, like, the she, autopsy,
0: like, cut open everything.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's one of the cooler parts of the book. In the book, it's a little bit different because she doesn't have, like, much of a backstory, but she does show up from time to time. And then as she keeps showing up, she's in more and more of a state of decay.
0: Yeah, they did a pretty good job in this, like, with the makeup and then just, like, with the flies around her and just, yep. like, how she's, like, what she throws up and stuff. Like, she she does a great job. She's one of my favorite parts of the whole show.
1: And that's what the coolest part of this show is. If you're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly with this show, the good yeah. part of this show is every character is fantastic. And there's characters you haven't met, you, you You don't know you've met yet, but you have. Um, for instance, uh, Mr. Nancy, the guy who's the tailor. Yes. Uh, is the, the god of Nancy, who's the spider. He has a...
0: Orlando Jones, right? Yeah, Orlando Jones.
1: And his scene on the boat his, like big scene, the coming to America thing, because they explain like how how some of the gods get there. Yeah, because they sort
0: um, of they're like they're you believe in them so much, and then if you still are are believing in them, and and you move right, or you like go to another world, yeah. like you kind of bring the, the idea of them there. Because it also a,
1: there has to be a sacrifice on top of that. So like yeah. when you had the, the first thing with the Vikings killing each other, like that's how. So-and-so gets there, and, you know, uh, we'll get to talk about Matt Sweeney in a second, but how Anansi winds up in America is he basically tells all these slaves on this boat, just like, hey, burn the boat, kill everybody. Right, you know, right, right. going to suck when you get there, so that's how he gets to America. Got
0: um, it, yeah. He's
1: a fantastic character in that he actually has his own book called uh, Anansi Boys, which is the story of his sons.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: So he, Neil Gaiman actually wrote another novel for him, because that character's phenomenal. That's but cool. you don't, you didn't get a lot of him.
0: No, 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 not really at all. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I was gonna ask you about because we can sort of jump around because again, because it's all spoilers. So you yeah. you just mentioned a, a sacrifice, and that's one thing that you find out is at the at the end of season one, I think it's in the final episode that you were under the impression that Laura Moon, played by Emily Browning, one of my she's yep. great. She was in Sucker Punch, which wasn't great, but she she's great, and. Yep. She's there with Dan Cook. They're hooking up in a car, and the car flips, and uh, they die, or she dies. They both die. Yeah. No, they, they, both they, die. They, they both die. They both die. Um, and so you just think it was like a you know car accident because he was getting a, a, a BJ as he was driving, and maybe he wasn't super focused on the road, and so they're both dead. And then at the end, you find out that Mister Wednesday, who reveals himself as Odin, he was the one that set up the whole thing and like put Shadow in jail and killed those two, but as you know, Kristen Chenoweth, who was also good as Easter in the last episode, she's saying that it wasn't just killed, she was a sacrifice. So yeah. I assume we're going to really dig into that in season two, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and that's the whole, that's what this is building towards. Like, you don't know Wednesday's motivation. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and this was kind of the first time where you actually saw, like, okay, he... It's not just it's not as cut and dry as you think it is like yeah, he's yeah. a very crafty person as Odin is wont to be. Um and he brings in to help him to be his henchman uh a leprechaun by the name of Mad Sweeney. Awesome. Who who is uh, really a standout character this season for me. Uh he isn't as big of a part in the book. Oh uh, okay. Um he's an important character in the book but he's not uh there's no him traveling with Laura and that connection there, um, that's not really part of the book. But the the whole thing with the coin is.
0: Okay, yeah, the coin thing clearly seems like a very important part for for Matt yeah. Sweeney, who was played by Pablo Schreiber, who is the half brother of Lev Schreiber, and he yeah. was also uh, Nick Sabatka in season two of The Wire. So he, he I he's believe
1: great. he's for for the ladies listening, I believe he's a prison guard in Orange is the New Black.
0: That's correct. He is. He's that yeah. as well. And I thought a lot of the best stuff in the season was that cross-country trip between he and Laura Moon and like their relationship as as it went. Like they steal a ice cream truck and like the whole thing like them. Okay. Yeah. And he's kind of explaining to her to her like what's going on and he only refers to her as dead wife, which I, I yeah. love the, 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 throughout the whole season.
1: And I would say that the my favorite episode of the entire season was the one with just him and her. Uh, I believe that it's like the ninth episode, and it's called like a prayer for Mad Sweeney, where it talks about how he got to America. Yeah, and I thought it was a re- that story is in the book, but it's not how they made. They basically had uh, Emily Browning play the other character. Yes, so there's that connection. You know, it's yeah. not the same character, but they look the same. So right, that's right, really right. why he's. I think that might that have been the seventh.
0: Ep- I think it might have been the seventh. There's only eight episodes, which I was surprised by. Oh, seven. Seven. That, I was
1: thinking it was nine. It was the, yeah,
0: I think that was the penultimate episode. Yeah. So basically, and, and you sort of uh, commented on some of it, but from your thoughts, like after reading the book, to how they threw it together here, like do you think it lines up? Is it like a, a good uh, portrayal?
1: It is, it is, and what they were smart about is they actually updated some of the characters. So, for instance, like, oh, Technical nice. Boy, like, in the book, he's described as, like, this, like, fat, like, pimply loser kid who's dressed up like he's in The Matrix.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, smart, so, yeah, they definitely tweaked him, like, he's... So
1: they updated that, so now he's more of, like, a millennials. he's more like the internet, whereas yeah. in, uh, where he's basically a troll, like, he's smoking frog skins, so, you know, he's, a... <laughs> and... Um, back in the I think it was the book was released in two thousand one so he was more of like just technology. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a hacker yeah. kind of thing, which don't really exist anymore. The other one they've updated was media, um, with Gillian Anderson where she it looks like a different pop culture icon every time she shows up.
0: Yeah, that was um, confusing at first like when you didn't really know what the show was at first. It was yeah. like is he hallucinating? Like is he is this a dream state? Is he really seeing this? Like who are all these different people? Um, but that was that was pretty good. I thought and for, it's
1: pretty embarrassing too that like when you think about it, like the the what we pray to in America are like all these things, so it, it makes sense. It is. you know that that uh, these are our gods now. You know,
0: yeah, it is. And then like the other gods are just no no longer. And yeah, some really good episodes. The last two episodes, I think you even said this last week. The last two episodes definitely were the were the two best. Um, but to me, uh, Laura Moon, Mad Sweeney, and Odin, played by Ian McShane, were probably the three best parts of the of the whole show i thought for bad parts i guess i would just say you know some of i don't some of the storyline like the old queen like the goddess of love like yeah. that whole storyline yeah i thought it was just like too much of it like i think yes, they, they could have uh, quickened that up to establish her
1: yeah and i think she plays a i think that was done as setup. like she plays a pretty important role okay forward um but the funny thing is and this is not a this is a spoiler but not a spoiler one of the most important characters in the whole thing you've seen, but you haven't known that you've seen.
0: Oh, that's cool. Okay.
1: Like I picked it out and I was like, aha, you know what I mean? But like, that's cool. Yeah. So if if you'd never read the book, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know.
0: So that's sick. So that'll set things up for season two, which it has been picked up for, for season two. So that, that should play out. And like you said, more of uh, Odin's motivations for all this. Yeah.
1: And so what the, what's going to happen is I think there's a scene where they call it like the house on the rock where there's like this it's like this nexus of the universe kind of thing. Okay. Where all of these old and old gods meet.
0: Mm. And they meet Shadow. Okay, so cool. It
1: starts to pop off. Oh, I bet
0: it does. Do yeah. You, does the show ever get too weird, you think?
1: Um, they, yeah, there's uh I will say yeah, uh Shadow starts to have some visions. Like mm-hmm. you've seen it with him with like the the buffalo with the flaming eyes. Yeah. Like that's where it gets a little hinky, but that
0: yeah, like, it's cool, and, like, a lot of the shows that we watch are, are weird, but there are certain scenes in this we're watching, and you're like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, when the, the, when, uh, the queen, of
1: she, Bilquis, uh, like, sucks people into her vagina. Yeah,
0: she has sex with them, and then they just go right into her, her they, hoo-ha. Yeah. And you're they,
1: like, her, her wait nana. a minute,
0: where'd he go? I'm like, oh, <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's, uh, how, that's how you sacrifice to her.
0: How many Infinity Stones, and then if you have anything else to add, feel free, but how many Infinity Stones would you give just this season?
1: Uh, I would give it a five, yeah, knowing had, that it can, get, it can improve.
0: I had it marked down as a five as well. Mm-hmm. So five out of six Infinity Stones. Anything else before we move on to the next program?
1: Like you, said, like you said, the only thing I would, in terms of improvement, like you said, there were some times where you're like, okay, we get it. Like, move along, you know?
0: Yeah, like it, it seemed like even though it was only eight episodes, each episode is a full hour, and there were times where I think it, it dragged a little bit. Like, you could have shortened those up, or at least shortened the scenes and maybe added something else, but I was, that's, what I, that's what I thought show let's move on to fargo fargo was in season three it was on fx it was 10 episodes but fargo very similar to american horror story the seasons are isolated they're kind of on their own there's there's some connections we'll get to a couple of the connections in here but they're very much standalone you can watch just this one and what happened i would say that here's sort of the plot (laughs) synopsis I'll, i'll do the best i can here it takes place December 2010 to March 2011 in Minnesota. There are two brothers, both played by Ewan McGregor, Ray and Emmett. And Ray tries to rob Emmett. Emmett's doing much uh, better than Ray is. Ray is a um, probation officer. Emmett runs, like, this whole parking cons- thing. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, it leads to a double murder case with the wrong Stussy because Ray sends a guy to kill Emmett. He ends up killing another guy with the same last name, Stussy, who happens to be the stepfather Of Carrie Coon's character, she's a police chief named Gloria Burgle. So then Emmett Gloria Burgle. Gloria, oh sorry Gloria Burgle. Emmett, meanwhile, he's really in deep with VM Varga, who is the bad guy from Wonder Woman, and he was uh, a real shady organization that gave Emmett money years earlier. He shows up and basically is taking it over. Now you also you throw in the fact that Ray, his fiance Nikki, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is awesome in this.
1: She's look- I'm calling it right now, Emmy.
0: Has Emmy to. Be. I'm with you 100. percent She was incredible in this. So she's looking for uh, revenge, and you get that storyline about halfway through the season, and that's kind of your like. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but that those are sort of like the main points.
1: Yes, and and that this is one of those shows where like we could tell you a plot summary, but it doesn't really do the show justice. Like how much is going on in every episode of the show?
0: There is a lot, and I'll be Minus honest,
1: one. Minus one. We'll get to that.
0: I'll be honest. I well, and we'll get to the Infinity Stones scale coming up a little bit. I thought this season of Fargo was clearly the worst out of the three.
1: Yes, but that again, that's not saying, and it's for specific reasons that I I will get to. But it's not a bad show. This is something you should watch. But it's not a bad show.
0: Those and the first two seasons were great. Like they're, they, they might have both been sixes or at least high fives or whatever. So th- that's yeah. not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not pissed that I watched it, but because the bar's been set so high, I like so many of the characters and like the actresses. Like I love Carrie Coon from The Leftovers, and I was kind of let down a lot of times. But let me, let me just jump to the end here first because this was fresh on my mind yeah. watching the finale. You jump to the to the. the f- the last episode, episode ten, and there's that scene where Carrie Coon is talking to Varga, VM Varga, like the main villain, yep. a great villain because you hate you hate his guts, you hate him. He's disgusting. Every time,
1: every time he was on the screen, my wife would turn away.
0: It's unsettling. He was like so she couldn't Like look at him. He had the messed up teeth. The way he talked. He was constantly picking his like just ratty yellow teeth. And so throwing you, up
1: all the time, like bulimic, like throwing up all the time. Oh, like, and he was just an awful,
0: disgusting. awful guy. And so yeah. he, they finally, they, they they get him. They get a hold of him. They lock him up. And Carrie Coon tells them that, you know, she's now working for the, what, the Department of Homeland Security, I think. Homeland Security, yeah. And he, she's like, all right, officers are going to come and, and take you out of here. You're going to prison. And he tells her, no, they aren't. He goes, a man's going to come, and he's going to take me away to freedom. In and then five it, minutes, it yeah. pans to the door, and then credits. So you don't even yeah. you don't even get an ending. Like it's it gives you it's almost like Sopranos where you get all the way there and then they're like jump jump to your own conclusions. And that's frustrating because the first two episodes seasons of Fargo, maybe you didn't love how it ended, but they gave you an ending. This for one of the worst villains, and by worst I mean best because you hate him so much. Yeah. I'm not saying they always have to get their comeuppance, and I'm not saying the hero always has to live, but this is one where Man, I I thought it was kind of lazy not to give us a real ending.
1: And I think one of the smart things about this was, if you think about the time that this and I'm just getting, you know, completely in my own head here, but if you think about the time that this takes place, it takes place in 2010, 2011, when there's that whole, like, we had, like, financial collapse. Yes. And you had all of those guys who, like, basically screwed the system and came out of that making more money. And right. people, are, that's still pretty raw in people's minds, and they're still pretty pissed about that. So maybe it's just like, well, we're still waiting for the fucking shoe to fall with these guys.
0: No, it could you know be. I mean? Yeah, it could be. Because he just went in there and just just absolutely ruined stuff. But yeah. anyway, that was, that was one criticism I had of it. Uh, there was a lot of good. We both, I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, her character, she's got the accent. Like, they all have the Minnesota accents to varying degrees, and she crushes that. She's also a character that you really root for. And what I was saying is, so VM Vargo, we don't know what happens. He may get away, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who you're rooting for the entire time, she dies. Yeah, and she dies and in like a bullshit way too.
1: Yeah, and it's funny with these Fargo shows because you root for these characters who, in like objectively, you should not be rooting for these people. Yeah, she's not but like a good person. She's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, you know, she she's is. a con man or a con woman. Yeah, and just a scumbag. But for whatever reason. You know, you're rooting for her towards the end of the show. And I think that's what the magic of this show was. Anything good about this season had to do with her. Like, she was the, and yeah. I thought Carrie Coon was fine as, like, she the troglodyte like yeah. police chief who, like, didn't, wasn't up on the times. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. that was okay. She's a bit of a rube, but, like, was, cared about her job. Yeah, like
0: yeah, I liked her, but that might have like if I had never seen the leftovers, I probably would have been even lessened. Like I just like her, and then yeah. so watching this, I was like, yeah, she's she's very much of a fine character. They do she's a good boring. J- She's know, boring, I those whole, but they yeah. do they do strong women characters. Going back to the Fargo movie, like that's sort of one of the main themes. Like sort of that woman police officer. Uh, how about this? There's a connection to season one, and which yes. I was looking at the timeline. Season one takes place four years earlier than season two, or I'm sorry, season three. And Mr. Wrench, who's the, the deaf assassin who you see in season one, he um, who also ends up killing Emmett five years later. They do like another time jump. Uh, but right. he was the one that was tied up with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then they sort of team up together, and they get some revenge together. But that was sort of a happy accident, I suppose, that uh, he was there ready to go. She, she really got the best guy ever to get handcuffed to.
1: And I, yeah, well, it was great too—the juxtaposition of the fact that she's her whole thing is she's a bullshit artist, and the one guy who she teams up with, who has who she has the most success with, can't hear or
0: speak to her. Yeah, and then she like learns sign language, and they become yeah. a pretty good duo. And then he avenges her death, as I said, by by killing Emmett. You also get a, a little Billy Bob Thornton cameo. Of course, he was tremendous in season one as he narrates yeah. the Peter and the Wolf in episode four.
1: And that was uh, one of the stronger episodes of.
0: That was good. Of the
1: season, yeah. So and here's, I think, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, I was gonna move on to bad stuff. So what? What, no, okay, what are the good go. stuff?
1: We're, we're simpatico
0: Oh, you wanna go to bad stuff? So here's, yeah. here's what I was gonna say. We already. I I really only like the one character, and then I didn't like how she died. And trust me, I stand by the point that I think it's good when villains sometimes live and when heroes sometimes die. But I just thought the way they did it was really stupid. Like she, she was about to kill uh, Emmett and then all of a sudden a random cop shows up and then she like pulls a gun and he they just shoot each other like double KO from yeah. Tekken I'm like okay that's that's lame I also
1: for, for me the one of the bad things that I didn't I didn't really care for was like I'm all about like references for fans yeah you know what I mean Yo, but yeah. I feel like it was completely overdone this season where they had the whole scene it was basically a shot out of the big Lebowski where they had them in the in the bowling alley.
0: So I'm right the there stranger, with you.
1: And the stranger comes in and there's the whole thing with Ray's a cat now. And you never find out what happens to the other, the Russian strong guy. Like he, he, the, the weirdo. Yeah, one stranger. of the, goons, one of
0: Varga's goons.
1: Who I like. I like that character. And then he just like disappears.
0: I was so angered by that bowling alley scene. And I just, I, I was, I was literally watching that and. I thought at first, which would have been a cool twist, like because you weren't sure like they both got kind of shot at and they got like they were running away from from the police. I thought that was like their version of like purgatory, yeah, you know what I'm like my, my first thought was they're dead because they're the only ones talking to that guy, the stranger in the bowling alley, which like is a yeah. direct rip from the big lebowski, which is which is fine, but it didn't make any sense there, and so they're on the run, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is on the run, and she shows up there. Decides to pull up a chair and talk to this guy. She like holds his kitten for a little bit, and then he gives her a car. What is that?
1: Yeah, and like she's on the run and she's she's bleeding and hurt, and she sits down at a bowling alley for a drink.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, partner?" I
1: mean, again, that might have been that, like you said, that might have been some sort of like metaphysical reference to something else. But at the same time, you're just like, this doesn't. it, It completely stopped the momentum of the show it
0: really did i'm like are they dead and then you're like oh no they're alive and now they got that car from that guy because like people just give away cars which and, is and the same
1: car that the two private detective in the big lebowski drove yeah
0: it's a like, great yeah, we, all, we all we all like the big lebowski you didn't need to that's put what it I'm in saying. the like,
1: yeah that's what i'm saying but like they, there's one thing they say like oh we'll we got to talk to with the stu- stussy and oh the other character who i really liked in the show was a uh, cy Feltz, the the guy with the mustache
0: he oh, you did poison. like that. Yeah, so he I was I in, liked him. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He was uh he was Arnold Rothstein in yeah. in Boardwalk. And yeah.
1: he was in the Cohen Brothers movie, a serious man. Yeah, yeah. I forget his his name is escaping me right now, but I thought he was really good.
0: But you there's know They also yeah, okay, didn't color, what they also didn't No, I'm sorry. What they also didn't really I don't think explain great is they they could have had a cool because, like, you know how they'll they'll get into supernatural stuff. Like, if you go back to season two and, like, some of the other stuff, they, they'll they do some weird things. And for most of the season, Carrie Coon's character couldn't walk through, like, automate, like automatic doors. Like, they wouldn't pick up her sensor. Like, she'd put yeah. her hand under, like, a sink and, like, the water wouldn't come out. So, at first, you're like, oh, is she a ghost? And you're like, well, no, she's talking to too many people. And then you're like, well, what what's going on with her? And then basically, like, the other female cop was like, oh, no, like, you're important. Like, I, I like you. And then like the water starts working for her, and I was like, Is that it? Like yeah. she just needed to get hugged? I'm like, that's crap. That's <laughs> so stupid.
1: Well, the other thing that I didn't like too, and there was one whole episode where she went the episode where she went to California. Yes. Like what was that?
0: There was a whole episode of, of that. That was really necessary.
1: And in the in the in the grand scheme of the season, it didn't matter.
0: No, it didn't.
1: Not one bit.
0: It didn't. And there was probably more with her stepfather who was killed. There's probably more to that story. Remember, because he wrote, like, weird books, and, like, he had some... There's probably a cool backstory there, but they kind of really didn't even get into that.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, the whole purpose of that episode was for her to read the book about, like, the little robot. that I can help, like, that robot. Yes, yes. Which, and then, but that turned into, like, a really cool monologue, which you said she was talking about putting her hands under this, And she, she said, like, I feel like that robot. I can just say I can help, but I don't really do anything.
0: Yeah, so, like, that was the payoff.
1: And that was, that was a great monologue and, like, a great scene, but, like, you didn't need to waste an entire episode on that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And then as far as next season is concerned, it wouldn't be about this one anyway, and I don't think it's been picked up yet. So this could be the season that killed Fargo. I know, which is a shame. Which is a shame. What would you say for Infinity Stones?
1: Uh, I would give it a four, a hard four.
0: Yeah, I'm giving it four tops. I'd probably give it more of three and a half. I know we're not supposed to break stones, but we do sometimes. Yeah. So I would give it like a three and a half because again, I'm not super pissed. I watched it, especially because I liked one and two. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's probably worth just alone. Like you're gonna want to see her performance. But some of the stuff like the bowling alley thing and and the the trip to California and sort of the fit, like the, the lack of a real ending. It was it was a down season of Fargo for me.
1: And I and I would push it to a four just for Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like she was that good.
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fair. Next show, Better Call Saul. It was season three on AMC. It was ten episodes long. The uh, the what happened here, a lot. A lot happened a here. Lot. A
1: lot happened here.
0: This is the best <laughs> I came up with, and then feel free to fill in the, the gaps. The season starts in the present because, again, this is a prequel to Breaking Bad, but they'll occasionally go to the present, which I'm assuming is like now or or at least post Breaking Bad. And the season starts there with Gene. That, of course, is Bob Odenkirk's character now. Gene, uh, he points out a shoplifter in a mall before telling the guy to get a lawyer. And then the next thing you know, like it jumps back to uh, the year 2003 and you get Mike Trout. You get a lot of Mike this season. He meets with Gus Fring for the first time, developing that relationship. Also, a huge part of this season is Jimmy versus Chuck, his brother, played by Michael McKeon. They, that goes to court. It exposes Chuck for that weird electricity disease, which we can get into, or whatever that is that he has. Then uh, Chuck wants to be a lawyer again. He's sort of forced into retirement, um, and he's, he's obviously bitter about that. Uh, so then he starts to get better. like he, He's actually now living with electricity. Then all of a sudden it's much, much worse. He tells Jimmy at one point that he never even really cared for him. Then the season ends, much different ending than Fargo, which I didn't like. I like this ending. Yeah. Season ends with him setting fire in his house while he's still in it. So yeah. that, And that's how it ends. So first question obviously would be, do you think Chuck is dead?
1: I hope not, but I think, I think, I think they're going to kill That's how they end Chuck.
0: Because they still, I believe, by my count, they still have five more years until season one of Breaking Bad. Because I believe that was a 2008 start, if you look at the timeline. And yep. 2003 is this season of Better Call Saul. So they still have a while to really transform him in from Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman, which we actually do see in this season. But obviously, there's really no references to his brother or Kim in Breaking Bad. And
1: that's the other one I was going to bring up. Yeah. like you Maybe you know the next season is what happens to Kim
0: yeah yeah I think it's gonna have to be I really do yeah. because that relationship although strained at times I would say is still pretty strong like they, they're going through changes but like they seem like they still really get along yeah as it stands right now but yeah Chuck, mm-hmm. Chuck probably is dead I mentioned that we get the debut of Saul Goodman he's the head of Saul Goodman Productions right so do you think was that a good way to introduce Saul Goodman or did you think it was gonna be maybe like a bigger deal than
1: that um what I th- okay. So just to, again, this is this for the listeners out there. This is a lot, um, like this whole just talking about this show in like ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Exactly, is, uh, right. is not enough time. Um, but I feel like what you have is you have Chuck, who is basically Jimmy's past, right? Yes. You have Kim, who is his present, and Saul, who is his future, right?
0: Yeah, and like sort of more Saul, and then even Mike. If you want to go there,
1: <laughs> even, yeah, even Mike. But like you, so it's so interesting to me to see, you know. In, and Chuck says to him, "Well, you're still slipping, Jimmy. You know, you're still, yeah. you're this guy who he desperately wants to let go of, and he cares so much about Kim and like her well being, and he'll go to great lengths just to make sure that she's okay. You know, and he's the basically the only person he gives a shit about is Kim.
0: Yes, clearly, um, clearly, yeah."
1: And yet he can't help himself, and he's turning into this guy Saul Goodman.
0: You know, he is, so it's all yeah, it's all it's good, all man. Kind of in,
1: yeah, <laughs> so maybe you know, with uh, yeah, with Chuck dying, that's the end of Slip and Jimmy, and now uh, we're going to get something something new. You know what I mean? It and, is uh, interesting because they
0: you can see why you know he goes, you know, he's in court against his brother, and he kind of really proves his brother to be. a a mess and but but he also loses his uh lawyer license for what a year a year so now he has to do other things and that's where you see him getting into all this other stuff but that's not like the death blow to it like there's still more and that's why i think chuck probably has to die and then i don't know what's going to set him apart but something something real bad has to happen between him and kim because she's forgiven him for a bunch of things already and so I don't know if she dies because then they 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 sort of give you a swerve like she has that car accident and she's all all messed up, broken arm and she's got the stuff all over her face. But she's she's fine. She just works too hard. Is really what it comes down to, with, right? With and her.
1: and it's because of him. He's the one. I meaning uh, Jimmy is the one who tells her like we should do. You know, yeah, we gotta he's do the all one the stuff. of the the bad influence on her because um, she was fine
0: without him. <laughs> she was doing a good job without she, him. She really was. What, you, um, what,
1: what the sorry, yeah.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going on Kim.
1: I was, no, I was gonna say, and that's the the cool thing about this show is that if you just watch Breaking Bad, and you said like I don't want I'm good there, and I don't want to watch Better Call Saul, which a lot of people do that they're just like you know yeah, I fine. I saw Breaking Bad and that's the greatest thing ever I don't need it explained more to me. Right. But I found that they did a great job of developing characters, so that it okay you're like I get it now you know what I mean.
0: I like yeah when, that's true
1: for us Breaking Bad fans like the the thing that never got me is Gus Fring just kind of like blew in on the wind like he just like showed up out of nowhere
0: yeah you're getting a great Gus Fring and Hector Salamanca background
1: and yeah you get Hector Salamanca why he how he got in the wheelchair like don't you want to know how that happened
0: yeah like that is really good you're right like some people don't care and they're they're good with that but others like if you prequels can be tough because you sort of know how it has to end but what what they do great on this show is They're giving you a great kind of standalone story anyway. And like you, on the one hand, you know how it ends, but like, we don't know how his relationships are going to go south with Kim and his brother. I mean, his brother, we're we're obviously figuring out pretty quickly, but when, when you're first introduced to the character back in season one, you're like, all right, here he is. Like he is a young lawyer. How is he going to go from this? And he's in a big firm. How is he going to go from this to he's in one of those like strip malls and he's just doing all kinds of illegal stuff. (laughs) Like how is he going to get
1: there? And And I'm like, it. After all that happened in Breaking Bad, him and Jesse are the only two that walk out.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Like that's,
1: that's nuts. Sorry, spoiler.
0: I'm curious about <laughs> what's going to happen with uh, Gene. Like, are we going to get more Gene stuff, like post-Breaking Bad, Saul? Because they've talked and about... that's what I mean. We could get more. We could get many more seasons of Better Call Saul. Wasn't the rumor that Walter White might show up next year? Yeah. But they would have to do some sort of time jump, unless you just saw him like in passing, which would be kind of a waste.
1: Which would be kind of a waste, like they literally bump into each other on the street. But think about it, like you could you could jump ahead to present day with Gene because Jesse's still out there. Yeah, you somewhere.
0: could. Yeah, you absolutely could. You could do. And or, like, oh or,
1: shit! And now yeah. him and Jesse are back together. And you know, now what are we gonna do? You know what I mean?
0: I thought there was a lot of good, and I was actually I felt similar to season two of Better Call Saul as I did three of Fargo. Like I was really left. Like I liked season one a ton. Season two, I was like, man, this isn't this isn't great. And then I thought they really bounced back. And I think it was episode like three or four where I was like, oh wow. Okay, good. This is a great show again. Uh, yeah. Because it started out kind of slow and I was like, oh no, like it's going to be this more of the same. But then they really picked things up. I felt like.
1: And a lot of these shows, like you said, I mean, this, this, this had, it went up like season one and two kind of went up and down, but I feel like it's getting better. Like better call Saul is get, actually getting better. Yeah. As it's, it goes.
0: it's hitting its stride. And so I thought some of the good stuff that I wrote down was, uh, Los Poyos hermanos, which we know is a uh, a great franchise in our fantasy football league grind uh, yes it is yeah Gus Fring, the Hector Salamanca Nacho, I thought Nacho was a great character.
1: Nacho is a great character.
0: you get the debut of Lydia. We see her way yep. earlier than I thought we were going to see her
1: um, shopping for the uh, the laundromat right
0: yeah, and then you also yep. get the uh, the church where Mike and Stacy attend the group for the lost loved ones stacy's his daughter in law when they 're there. I guess that's the same one that Jesse Pinkman attended in Breaking Bad. Remember when he was going go. to some of those little groups? Uh, I thought some of the bad stuff. I would just say, like the all the H H M stuff and like Kim and Mesa Verde. Like I didn't really care. Like I was no, I don't really care. Like good for you, Kim, that you're doing that stuff. But like her meetings with Mesa Verde, like don't care.
1: No, but I thought I thought the two bright points for me in this were Michael McKeon I thought was. Excellent in this show.
0: Michael McKeon is amazing. Yes,
1: and uh, and her and, and Kim, I forget the Raya something. Seahorn, she's good. She's great. And, and uh, as much as she didn't care about that storyline, like she's kind of like the basically all of this stuff is going on around her, and she's the one just getting shit on the entire time. She does.
0: Time. She does. I guess my thought is, if she's not in a scene with Jimmy, I don't care as much. But if she's in there no. with Jimmy, she's she holds her own, and she's real, She's great.
1: And I think she's like the normal person, like the one normal, the tethered yeah. in reality. Like, yeah. yeah, you got, you're going, you know, you have your weird electromagnetic illness. And what is yeah, that, by the way? Is that, it's, uh, is that it's real? Has, I don't know if that's real.
0: That's just all mental though, right? Because he had that battery yeah. in his pocket. So they kind of proved yeah. that it's just like, it's in his head.
1: Yeah. And, um, but like all these, in like this, this criminal world, like happened, like turning underneath with Gus and Nacho and Hector and like, uh, the twins and all this stuff. And then you have Kim who's just like in, in the middle of just trying to keep her job.
0: Yeah, right. She's just, you know, trying to lawyer and be a Yeah, and, so she's, she's lawyer just like stuff. that anchor, you know? She, yeah, she is. All right, what would you so give that, that what would you give for actually first, before we get to the Stones, do you want to see Walter White or Jesse Pinkman next season, or would you be good if they just continue sort of the Gus Mike Salamanca Saul Goodman thing? Or do you, do you need to see more breaking bad guys like the main guys?
1: No, I I would say seeing Jesse would be fine um, as like a low-level kind of dealer, you know, back when he had his big baggy pants and sweatshirts and stuff like that. That I I wouldn't (laughs) mind.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty good.
1: Bitch. Bitch. But I I love the idea in this show, and I, I mentioned this to somebody as I was watching it, that you know that Walter White's like a boogeyman. Like, like Heisenberg's like the boogeyman. Like, you know he's out there. I lo-
0: I love shared universes. You know that.
1: I, we all do. Who
0: doesn't? But
1: but the fact that, like, you might – they'll talk about him, but you'll never see him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like that. I, I like that a little bit better.
0: That is cool, just knowing, knowing that it's possible. Yeah. So, Infinity Stones for season three. So, just season three, not the whole show as a whole. Yep. Just this season, what would you give it?
1: Well, if we're breaking stones, I'm giving it a four and a half.
0: That's what I had as well. We see eye-to-eye yeah. on Better Call Saul. So, uh, like good
1: sh- good show. Definitely worth a watch. Um, drags a little bit at times.
0: So out of the three main dramas that we both watched, we agree. American Gods 1, Better Call Saul 2, Fargo 3. Yep. All right, Let's get on to Silicon Valley. That's the only uh, comedy on the list. It was season 4 on HBO. 10 episodes long. We don't need to get into as much of the synopsis and everything else with, with this one, but Basically Pied Piper, they continue to you know try to survive. You have some crazy stuff this season. You have the Shazam for food. You have the Blood Boy. You have the obsession with VR. There's an episode with the Patent Troll. It's just kind of more of the same, but some really good laughs, I felt like, this season. They did a good job of, of sort of keeping it fresh, even though, again, it's kind of a similar storyline throughout. Like, these guys... They got a they got a break and then all that shit again. Like oh here we're, we're, yeah. we're oh look at this this is a genius idea oh nope now we're, now it's crap again. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I love what they did with this season. Love is a strong word, but I really <laughs> like what they did with this season, where I think Richard is becoming the main character of the show. Is yeah. the biggest fuck up in the show.
0: Yeah, he's losing his mind at the end of this season.
1: Because he, And he can't get out of his own way. Like, no. something will go right, and then five, and he's self-inflicted. Like, he just shoots himself in the foot. Like, five things go wrong. And I think he's just such a tragic character. For someone who's not very funny, like he's, he's the awkward. Least, he, he's
0: the least funny character in the whole show.
1: But he's just a fuck-up. Yeah. Like, he sucks. Like, I, 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 at this point in this show, I do not like that character. At all.
0: No, you're, like, you're rooting against him, and you're wondering why people haven't completely bailed on him yet. And like they sort of do, and then like like Jared, and then he's back, and then like Gilfoyle and Dinesh will say something, and then they're back. And so he's su- like he does he he sucks now. And and you know
1: what it is? He's like late late office Andy Bernard, who you just you yeah, basically like, dude, You like fuck you, like you're the most talented person in the room, but you you suck. You stay. Like, everyone hates
0: you. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I also the Erlich and Jin Yang we've talked about it before is the best. Those guys are amazing. I think there's, there's a lot of good jokes this season. I think what I laughed the hardest was when Ehrlich was so excited when he found out that Jin Yang was pitching something and, and big head told him, he's like, yeah, I think he said like Oculus a bunch. And he's like, Oculus. He's like, Oh my God. Like he's getting into VR. Like everybody, people don't even know anything about VR. So they'll just, they'll pay for it. Like they just want it. They're going to eat this up. I can't wait to go in there. And then, so he's like, Jin Yang. He's like, tell me about like the, the VR. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you were telling Big Head Oculus. He's like, Oculus? He's like, octopus. And <laughs> Ehrlich goes, octopus? And, and Jin Yang goes, yeah, it's a water animal. And I <laughs> lost my mind when he said it was a it's water a anim- animal. It's a water animal. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's like a recipe app, like how to cook octopus. And I, like, that was like my favorite thing all season long. Those guys are always just comedy gold between the two and of them.
1: That, and that's what I think where the show is funny is that that world like, the dumbest idea could make you millions and millions of dollars, where, like, a great idea, which is like a peer-to-peer internet, you'll the person who invents that will never see a dime. But the person who can who invents the app that's hot dog, not hot dog...
0: Oh, my God, funny. ...is a millionaire. That was good. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, I would say Ehrlich is the funniest. Jin Yang is up there, especially when they're together. I would say Jared is probably third. Guilfoyle, fourth. And they can... Make do because like Richard and Dinesh, I don't think are funny. Richard the worst.
1: Richard's the worst, and I I would say my favorite scene involving Jin Yang and Ehrlich is when Ehrlich is trying to have his Ehrlich conversation with Jin Yang when he's at the airport, and Jin Yang just comes out of the car with his bag, and <laughs> and just fires it. it on the sidewalk, and just leaves.
0: <laughs> he just chucks it.
1: <laughs> like a, it's like a Louis Vuitton like huge bag.
0: That is and great. He just
1: takes it, fires it on the sidewalk. I don't care how much it costs. He like buys his plane ticket. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. He just wants to get. Rid- Um, now what was sort of hanging over this season for me was, I forget how many weeks ago it was when we found out that TJ Miller wasn't coming back. And you looked at it and said, all right, he's not the main character, but he's definitely the funniest. And every time he's on screen, he's the guy you're just, you can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Like he's,
1: and I just, yeah, I just read an article in preparation for this show where they're talking about TJ Miller and his exit from the show. And he actually brought up, I actually kind of agree with him. Yeah. What's that? Um, where he was talking about, like, what if you had, and the example he gave is like, what if in season five of um, of Seinfeld, like Kramer just left?
0: That would be terrible.
1: Like, but it, would it be like, what yes. would that show be without him? Worse, you know. And he said, I think it w- maybe, but it could also be better. And I think said, and he said, you know, my schedule was such that, you know, they wanted to give me like between 3 and 6 episodes and move the shoot, the shooting schedule around cuz I'm cra- he's he's going to be a star. Like he he's going to be like yeah. a like a Chris Pratt kind of just kind of he's been around for a while but he's just kind of kind of take off now. Yeah, he's, he's great. Uh, cuz he's going to be in Ready Player 1, he's in the Emoji movie, like Deadpool he'll do two. any voiceover yeah. work, whatever. Yeah. Um but he it he He never wanted to really walk away wanted. though. This was his decision. Yeah,
0: cuz Mike Judge even said so. He was like, yeah, like he wanted to he wanted to move on.
1: Which which is fine, but he's just like, and they offered me to like come back. They left the door open, but he's like, no, I'm good.
0: Yeah, you say what would happen if Kramer left Seinfeld? I would say what happen, What would happen if Michael Scott left The Office? And there you go. And so I I think it's going to be bad. I think I think the show was honestly in trouble. I think they had the worst ratings this season compared to the previous three. Like as far as just number of viewers. And
1: well, that's that's a little bit skewed because it always came on after Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, before it did? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, alright, so maybe they're, maybe they're not as worried about it then. I think the show was really good. Like, I liked it. I'd probably give it a 5 out of 6 for this season. But just taking him away, like, you're going to have to bring back Russ Hanneman or somebody else is going to... You're going to have to introduce a new character or something like that because what you have right now is good, but it was great. Yeah. And so we'll and I see. Thought,
1: and I thought one of the better scenes, too, is when, you know... Uh, Richard goes to apologize to Jared when he goes back to his condo. Yeah. And he's like, you can't really come in. And he's like, why? And you hear, like, at least two female voices. He's like, use it. And he's like, <laughs> "Like Jared just, like, crushes it.
0: He does. Yeah, this guy fucks. This guy fucks. He's he's great. Like, he, he might become – because Jin Yang won't have Ehrlich to, like, bounce things off of. Jared is my predict- – he'll be the funniest guy next year. Yeah. So what do you think? Funny. What do you think of how they left it with Ehrlich? So he is not dead. They didn't write him off the show by killing him. They didn't write him off the show by giving him, you know, a billion dollar job in like New York. Like he is in Tibet. He, he followed Gavin Belson to Tibet and then stayed there doing opium.
1: They're doing opium with a burned down palapa.
0: Oh, the poor guy. He really loved that palapa. <laughs> he did. So he did. And Then the season ends where uh, Richard and Gavin Belson are kind of fucking heads again so I wonder they're if they can they do another season of this kind of shit like don't you think it, it is very similar like the, oh like this is, the, this is a golden ticket idea oh wait copyrights are off or like this is the best yes. we're gonna get a million dollars hey we got a million dollars oh just kidding like somebody else has this idea like it's just it's kind of redundant
1: and that's and that's where I am right now they're kind of spinning their wheels it's kind of like every time that something goes right I'm like hey, they're gonna fuck it up yeah like they're just gonna fuck it up
0: so what, what would you give it for Stones?
1: This season alone? Three. Yes. A three? Yeah.
0: Oh wow. I liked it way more than you. I maybe it's yeah, just I the octopus joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: It's a water animal. <laughs> it's a water animal. Oh my like, god. That was
1: that was good. There wasn't enough of that though. And I know it's not, it would turn into like the Jin Yang and,
0: That's fair. and uh
1: an Ehrlich show, but which wasn't the, the part of the story, and I get that. It's just That's fair. It wasn't funny enough without them.
0: Yeah, no, I, I that's fair. All right, I'm going to go on to now The Leftovers. Now, okay, Ryan hasn't watched this, ahead. so I'm just going to rattle uh, a couple of uh, things. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This one ended uh, the longest ago. It was season three, the third and final season on HBO, eight episodes long. So I think they knew that they, they didn't want to push it all the way to ten, which was smart, and they went with eight. I thought it was really good. And so what happened this season is uh, if you – watch the show all the way back in season one, you learn of a sudden departure where 2% of the world's population just disappears. So now this season takes place in 2018 and it's beginning two weeks before the seventh anniversary of the sudden departure. You got the whole crew. They're in Australia. They get into reasons why they all go there. One reason is that there are scientists who have invented a thing that they claim can take you to where those people were lost currently are. And so it sounds like a crock of shit, but you find out that it is pretty legit. And Carrie Coon's character, Nora Durst, who is my favorite female character ever on television. She, of course, lost her husband and her uh, son and daughter. And so she's one of the more sympathetic characters in this. They, they talk about her in the first season a lot because everybody in the town kind of lost somebody or you knew someone who got taken or disappeared, but she lost her whole family. So she was maybe the most sympathetic and so she's always kind of wanted to find her son and, and her daughter. Now the show is, and David, I know you never really got into it. Like it's a yep. sad, messed up show. Like there's no, there's no doubt that it's not for everyone. I love it. I loved all three seasons. Uh, season one was based off of a book and then two and three, the show writers and, and creators, including Damon Lindelof sort of took it from there and they ran with it. And so this season was very weird, but I thought, I thought they ended it well. Like they, Again, unlike uh, Fargo, they give you an actual ending. Still a lot of questions up in the air, there's no doubt, but I think they give you uh, an ending. Um, Are you ever going to watch the show? Because I don't want to spoil it, if you will. I think so. Okay, I won't won't spoil the ending, though. I won't, because it doesn't really matter, and I I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, But the ending, what I would say is they they do, in, in a classic, like, real twist, like, it doesn't throw everything off, but what it does is it provides you with sort of a like a a wow moment Uh, going back to something early on that you may have thought was one way. They sort of uh, spin it on its head a little bit. Uh, I thought the Kevin and Nora relationship, again, one of my favorite maybe relationships in the history of television or even film. um, They're really good. Like Justin Throw and Carrie Coon are awesome. Carrie Coon, she should win an Emmy too. Like you were saying, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she'll probably, I would assume be up for supporting. Whereas Carrie Coon will be lead actress for leftovers. And if she loses, I'll be, I'll be floored. Um, the bad in this, it's, it is one of those shows you, you, even if you're watching it intently, you don't always know what's going on, or at least I don't like, I certainly don't always know what's going on. And like, you're like, is this a dream sequence? Like, what am I supposed to take away from it? Like, how real is this? So there are moments, but I think all great shows like American gods, like, I didn't always – like Legion. I didn't know what the fuck was going on all the time Never. with Legion. Yeah. But now you can go, you can sort of read up on it, and you can, you can watch it again and, and things like that. So I liked it. I, I honestly, I'd give it a six out of six. I thought it was a, a tremendous season. And they also knew that they were going to end it. Like these other shows, maybe they're going to keep going. So I thought they, they crushed it. So there you go. There's the leftovers. And,
1: and I would say that this is a show that I've always – said to myself i i see it on like hbo go and i see it on and i'm like you know i'm not really in the right headspace to kind of tackle this right now
0: it i 100
1: yeah. from what i've heard and correct me if i'm wrong it's just like super heavy
0: it like is all the time it is like there's not a ton of breaks in not the lot action. Of
1: happiness no in the, in show. no
0: but they i'll tell you they do a nice job of keeping it Kind of fresh. You know, in the first season they're in um they're in this one town in uh shoot, I forgot the name of it, but they're in like New York. And then the second season they go to Jarden, Texas, because that is the one place that claims nobody was taken. So it gives you like a new kind of twist, a new and, like everybody's trying to get in there and you know, what's the what's the real truth about it? And then for this season, they go to Australia. So like they're they're all over the place in yeah, this, yeah, but yeah. it's it's really it's really well done. Wow. So there you go. There's our TV episode. Those were five of the best shows that we watched. I know that the Americans, everybody tells us is great. We have not and watched Americans. I think the that Americans.
1: might be our next project is, is the Americans. To
0: dig in on the Americans, most yeah. likely. I'm also, uh, my sister-in-law keeps telling me to watch Twin Peaks because they came out with like their new one. Yeah. So I went back and started watching some of the old Twin Peaks and I kind of like it, but I'm like way, 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 way behind.
1: Yeah, we got to catch up on
0: that too. We got to watch that. All right, so we move on to the uh, the next and final part of the program?
1: Let's do it. Pick of the we... bomb,
0: Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the Pick of the, Pick of the podcast. Time now, Ryan. Kick, receive, defend a goal. defer. I will defer. Okay. I will defer. All right, then I will receive. This is just going to be a uh, another shameless plug as we're getting our YouTube channel up off the ground. We have a bunch of different random videos up there for now. I already. I want to thank a, a bunch of you who have subscribed. Because you need like a certain number of subscribers in order to get like a custom URL. It's weird. I don't get it. But here's the beauty of it. Now you can just go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. It's this that simple and you can That's check out simple. different videos. Davey made a couple of from Comic Con. We have some streams that we've done. We have one vlog. We had a, uh, I've been putting some of the super moves from Injustice 2 which is <laughs> right from the PlayStation up onto the site. So all kinds of stupid crap that you can uh, waste your time watching right now on the YouTube.
1: And I have some ideas for the YouTube channel as well, uh, especially I can do, you know, video game stuff you yes. know, when not, un- or, you know, I can do like an unboxing or like first time playing. You know, it's my first, you know, my initial thoughts of a game and stuff like that. So I have kind yeah, of yeah. ideas nice. about that. So yeah, definitely come and check us out. We're, we're, we're a full... Full frontal multimedia assault on your on your person right now. That is
0: true. We're on your YouTube. We're also on uh, Snapchat as well. If you can find us on there, uh, Dork Podcast or hashtag Dork Podcast, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So you can check us out on Snapchat, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Of course, uh, Davy's on Twitch at Arvon D. So there's a whole lot of shit that you can uh, waste your time listening and watching us.
1: Okay, am I am I go now?
0: You're a go now. My turn. Yes.
1: Okay, so I have two, and then I have an idea. Ooh. Right? Um, so. My first pick of the podcast is a straightforward one: uh, the series Glow on Netflix, which at at uh, nice. at uh, under the um, I was told that Alison Brie gets naked in the first episode. She does twice.
0: Hello. So,
1: so I uh, so I checked that out. How was so, that? And it's actually pretty good. And, and one of the one of the better parts of the show is actually Mark Marin is hilarious.
0: Okay. Like nice. that guy's
1: hilarious anyway, but the character he plays is is awesome. So nice. uh, I've, I'm, I'm two episodes in. It's definitely worth your time, worth a watch, so definitely check that out. Um, my other pick of the podcast right now, and this is, this is a little bit nostalgic. I'm going to get into it a little bit, Richard. Okay. Um, uh, 20 years ago, um, I was told to pick up an album and told that it was the most important thing in the world, and you need to hear this right now. Um, and honestly, it changed my life. Um, that album was OK Computer by Radiohead. Wow. At the time, you know, Radiohead. I had heard Fake Plastic Trees. I had heard Creep. I had heard all these things, and they're kind of getting lumped into the same conversation with Oasis and bands like that. And then this album came out and blew my mind. I think in ten years' time, uh, this is going to be talked about in the same breath as like Sergeant Pepper, as uh, Pet Sounds. Like this is something that musically blew blew my mind um you know i was listening to a bunch of shit and someone's like no this is actually really good and it just clicked like i got it you know um 20 years later uh in 2017 there is a reissue of OK computer it's all remastered and they've released a bunch of stuff that was supposed to go on this album so a bunch of b-sides a bunch of extended cuts that never made the album and it's interesting uh, i was reading the pitchfork because I'm a music nerd, so I was reading the Pitchfork review, and they talked about how had these made the actual album, what a different album it would have been, and it's a lot of times worse in that it doesn't really fit with the rest of the album. So it's interesting to see that those little choices actually made this whole thing, which is, uh, for a lot of people, I mean, I know this is like a very important album for all of them, Yeah. but this is something that a lot of things get reissued a lot, and it's, you know, well, we just digitally remastered it, so now you can have it. But this is like, it's a completely different album. So if you're into that kind of music, check it out. It's phenomenal. Ten out of ten.
0: Oh, by the way, speaking of music, uh, we got a couple of emails about your taste in yacht rock, and people were not impressed.
1: Well, that's okay because you know what? There's a lot. I bet those people who wrote those emails, there's a lot of things that they like that they're not really telling everybody.
0: Uh, That's for sure true. Yes.
1: And I have the strength in who I am to share that with my audience. I'm just an open channel. You know what what I would say,
0: Ryan? You are stunning and brave.
1: I I feel brave. I feel like yeah. I should get some sort of award.
0: Yes, you should. Now you for said sharing you, that with you. No, I'm I'm not shaming you. I just I'm pointing out what some of the listeners think. Now you said you had two picks and an idea. What's your idea? So here's
1: here's my idea. I would like to do um, if you're a follower of us. I would like to set up a time, Richard. Okay. Where we have kind of like an open question and answer session via Twitch. Where we can, like, live, if people have questions, if they have stuff like that, we can set up a time where we can do it live.
0: Oh, yeah, we can definitely do that. Or maybe we, it might even be easier on the YouTube. I think if we it's do, like, easy. a Google Hangout, I think we can yep. get people to leave, We
1: can do live like, shows live on YouTube. So if they have, like, ideas or like someone says, like, show. hey, have you checked this out? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's a, that's, in fact, that's a good idea.
1: For, that was my, I had that idea when I was on the crapper today.
0: That's where a lot of the uh, great ideas uh begin now we also had somebody email us and suggested that we do a crossover with mac and goo i've been on the mac and goo podcast
1: absolutely gonna happen that has to happen sometime soon uh congratulations to them on their 100th episode this week
0: 100 episodes Um, yeah
1: 100 episodes i was not asked to be a part of it which is a shame um I'm a well, big fan of Mac and Go.
0: To be fair, I we were both invited to they had like a, a get together, but I, yep. I don't, neither one of us could make it that weekend, which was a shame cuz I I really wanted to go. I was they 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 what they did was they changed the dates on me. I could I could have yep. gone originally, and then they switched them up on us.
1: They switched it up. So There's I think little... I, I
0: think it ended up just being like them, I think Wes – maybe Wes and Marcus both from the boxers were there and like two other dudes. And I, I would I think just, that's if what you happened.
1: have a chance to check out Mark and Go. Check them out.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. We already, we already mentioned all the places you can uh, holler at us, the iTunes. Oh, by the way, we've been getting some new iTunes reviews. They, they go in like cycles. We won't get one for the longest time. Then we get a whole bunch. So thanks for those who have done that. Please continue to do so. iTunes, you can rate and review the podcast. And we've gotten all but one five stars. We got one son of a bitch, dare I say coward, gave us a four-star review.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was the knock? I, I I haven't brought that up in a lot. I don't like to read my own presses. you know. I get very angry. It's actually
0: really nice. I'll tell you what. Not to sniff my own farts, but if you look at like the text line, like you like uh, W E I, like you can just text in, or like my Twitter yep. feed, the shit that I see and what people say about me, like it's fine. <laughs> like, I don't like I don't I don't go nuts about it, but it's pretty mean. And then the stuff that people say on the iTunes is like the opposite of that. And so every once in a while it's, it's nice. a nice little break. It's it a, is. You know? It is. I, what I do is like a compliment sandwich. I'll read like a, a real negative thing. I'll turn to the iTunes review, read one of those, then then turn back to the, other. keeps you humble, but then also kind of does prop you up a little bit. It's very kind. Well,
1: I have to tell, I have to tell a quick story. So I actually had to explain to my wife. She was like, you got a five-star review, but they were like really mean to rich. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, they said something really nice about you, and then they're like, because, you know, Davey seems really knowledgeable, but does Rich even listen? Does he even, like, read or, like, oh, watch the shows do any or whatever? Yeah. Watch the shows. That's great. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's like a people say that to him on the radio all the time that he doesn't even watch the games. So. That's the best part of the iTunes. He was reviews. very concerned. Oh, yeah. He no.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You can tell her I, I do appreciate her looking out for me. I do. Yeah. That's the other great thing of all the iTunes reviews. is If you look through them, they're almost all like inside jokes. Like it's clearly people that have listened to like a ton of episodes. Like one guy said he's going he's gonna to edit his review and post and like all this other stuff. So it's like it's really well. It's a smart audience, Ryan. It's a niche audience, but it's also a smart audience is what we yeah. have here.
1: We're not talking to dum-dums. No. We appreciate y'all.
0: No, we're not. Now next week on hashtag Dork, I believe we're going to give Ryan the week off. I'm trying I'm gonna to have
1: the week off. Yep,
0: I am out next week, so I don't know if it's going to be if this episode will be out on time. It will probably be out. It'll probably be pushed a little bit, but I'm going to try to get Shark on and do a Game of Thrones season seven preview. Because I leave you
1: guys alone for five minutes and the shit hits the fan. It's
0: it's going to it's going to get nuts. But then get ready because it's going to be a huge week for you the following yep. week as we do Spider Man Homecoming.
1: And I will have seen Baby Driver by that point too, so I can talk to you about that. And
0: Davey will give you a spoiler-free edition breakdown of Baby Driver. You got it. I'm trying to figure out how many nips I should bring into Spider-Man.
1: Uh, from the early reviews, you don't need them. It's, it's supposed to be pretty good.
0: Yeah, I like to have a few nips though.
1: Yeah, you like to feel good about it. You know, I do. I like
0: to I like to read the iTunes reviews and have a few nips. That's really my paradise right now. That's the <laughs> that's the best thing going. On. All right, this this episode's gone on long enough. Ryan, do you have any final words for the for the people nope. listening?
1: Just thank you for listening, as always.
0: Yes, and, and find us at all of our various outlets across the internet streams and at the interweb. Thank you. Goodbye now.